On today's PMEA's Take Note podcast, we are taking the podcast on the road to PMEA District 5 to talk to the current district president, all on today's PMEA's Take Note podcast. and welcome to this edition of PMEA's Take Note Podcast. It's another Take Note on the road. As you can tell, this is not what it normally looks like. We are here at uh, Hopewell uh, Junior High School, just uh, outside of Pittsburgh. Um, we are in Butler County, Beaver County? Beaver County. We are in Beaver County, uh, just outside of Allegheny County. And I'm here with Chad Toporski, uh, who teaches here at Hopewell, uh, but is also the PMEA District 5 president. A whole variety of other things we'll find out today. Chad, thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on the program. Yeah, and thanks for uh, you know having me come out here because this is cool. It's good to be out uh, in, in a music classroom. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a nice feeling. Yeah, it is. It is for sure. So um, let's start and kind of level set. You know, some folks might know you, some folks might not know you. Kind of give us your, your background in the music ed world. You know, how did you get to here? I guess. Well. Um, I guess going back to when I graduated high school, because that's the easiest place to yeah. start, I think. Um, I was in the, went into the Army out of high school, uh, went for four years in the Army bands. I played French horn. Um, afterwards, I went to IEP um, for music ed and graduated there in 09. Uh, coming out of there, I did a year of day-to-day -day subbing. I did a year of long-term subbing uh, K-2 at Blackhawk Primary. Mm -hmm. Um, for music, and then I landed this job, and I this is now my 12th year here at Hopewell doing junior high chorus, um, general music, uh, primarily sixth and seventh grade, uh, and then I picked up various other things, and we just finished our eighth uh, junior high musical. So, all right, what did you guys do? Susical Junior. All right, was how was it? It was awesome. Was Kids good. did a great job. Parents loved it. Awesome. Yeah. It's great, a great community builder to do uh, to do things like that, especially at a junior high, middle school level. Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I, I I want to talk a little bit more about this military service. First of all, um, I don't know where to start. Let's let's go with <laughs> let's go with talk talk about that experience of being in a military ensemble. Um, you know, what was that like for you? What you know, what's the audition process? What, what's just what's the day to day? I guess I know that's, that's seven questions that's, in one. Yeah, right that's there. a lot. <laughs> so I guess uh, so. I guess I'll go kind of kind of chrono chronologically. Uh, so when I um, decided to enlist in the military, uh, in order to at, at least at that point, I don't know how much things have changed in the past 20 years, but uh, in order to get in, I did a an initial audition um, at I think it was uh, Aberdeen Proving Grounds in Maryland um, with one of the Army musicians. Um, before I even, you know, signed my final papers and went off to basic training, um, you know, got a high enough score on that, uh, and then went to basic training in 2001, and then after that, uh, I went off to the School of Music, which is on the Naval Amphibious Base in um, Virginia Beach area, Norfolk. That's okay. it, um, and that serves both or all the Army, the Marine Corps, and the Navy, which was kind of cool. Um, but it's a six-month stint there. Again, I think things may have changed a little bit, but you audition when you get there. You do like a halfway audition after three months, and then your final audition, and you have to score certain benchmarks before you can move on from any of those. Um, so after that, you know, I scored well enough on all my auditions. After six months, uh, I went to 
Fort Lee, Virginia for my first duty station, and then eventually I went to Fort Bliss, Texas, which is in El Paso. Um, but day to day, um, I mean, you have rehearsals every day. Um, and usually you, you schedule those throughout the week. Like, and there's lots of different ensembles. So there's like concert band, um, marching band, uh, you know, for like marching ceremonies. And then you break off into things like jazz combos. Um, I played in brass quintet. I played in woodwind quintet. So are you, are you assigned into those or? Sort of. I mean, it depends on what instrument you play. Okay. Like obviously as a horn player, I was not part of the jazz band. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, depending on what you play and how you kind of fit in. Um, we even had, I think, show bands in each of the units that I was in. So, like, you know, if you, were, if you sang or if you played, like, keys or, or guitar or something. So, like, you'd have all these different kinds of groups. You know, concert band was, like, the core group. Sure. Um, but from there, kind of split into different things. And then we'd have different... Um, you know, gigs and everything that we go off to, whether they were military gigs, graduation ceremonies, or whether they were things like, you know, Fourth of July or Memorial Day or parades or or just community things like groundbreaking ceremonies or right. something. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. It's hard to pin down like a normal week because there was always, you know, sometimes you do an evening gig and so you'd get sort of comp time. So like if you did you know, if we did our Memorial Day parade, we'd have another day off, okay. you know, so like it, but then we also did like normal soldiering stuff and we had other things going on and trainings and all that stuff. So um, it was a great gig. Um, and then on top of that, uh, as I am recalling all these things, um, we and the band were kind of self-contained. So as a unit, we took care of kind of everything for our unit. So administration, um, operations, and so you could have different jobs in these departments. Um, I, at Fort Lee, I was in the training office, so I handled things like, um, you know, just, just training classes, um, physical training, PT tests, uh, training files. I ordered ammunition for our, you know, okay. our, our, our range practice. Uh, and then in Fort uh, Bliss, I was actually the head of the music library. So I organized all the, you know, handled mm. gathering, passing out the music, you know, um, filing everything, I ran a database, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, there, you, you know, and you do all these different jobs, and it's again, it's kind of a self-contained um, unit for the bands. But so it's pretty cool because you, you get a lot of different experience going. So, through. I mean, aside from the ammunition part, that helped train you for the being a music <laughs> teacher, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was really, you know, and it was it was really cool because it gave me a lot of a lot of different experiences and a lot of different skills, um, and it's. You know, I'm trying to think back, like, uh, you know, it, it helped me interact with a lot of different people. Um, playing in those different ensembles, having those different experiences really just grew my vocabulary. Sure. Um, being in, going through the six months of school of music, you know, while I was there, you learned theory, you learned oral skills. So that, like, again, helped prep me for that. I started arranging music um, for brass quintet when I was in there. Um, and so that kind of started off my, you know, uh, arranging uh, talents or you know what have you um, so yeah it kind of like just gave me a foothold in yeah. a lot of different things and met a lot of really great people um, in fact I think one of the reasons I went to IUP eventually was because um, I met uh, a couple people who had gone to IUP you oh, know? and okay. I knew when I came back to Pennsylvania I wanted to you know go to a music school and, and you know which one do I go to and growing up near Reading IUP was never on my radar until I was in okay. the army so it's kind of interesting how yeah. how the paths wind right. you know, through life so. so when you're in the army there were 9-11 happened right 
Yes. So I, um, so I was in in 2001. I enlisted right out of high school, so there was like three weeks. Um, I graduated basic training the Thursday before September 11th happened. Um, so like I went in pre-9-11, came out of basic training, and while I was at the School of Music is when 9-11 happened. I remember being at the school and then them kind of getting us all together, telling us, and then eventually we just went back to the barracks um, for the rest of the day and like watched the news. Um, and it was, and you know, <laughs> you have a lot of stuff going through your mind, like yeah. having just enlisted, thinking, yeah. you know, you're going to be <laughs> one thing, and then, uh, you know, and then 2003, uh, the United States invaded Iraq, and you know, and so just everything changed. Um, uh, fortunately, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, like being in a training setting, we were on base the whole time. Like we had our own barracks that we were assigned to, but like I know. I heard stories of like the day and weeks following that it took hours for people to get on base because they were checking every car, mm -hmm. you know, thoroughly, getting out of checking IDs. Um, things just shifted. Uh, we even, as bands, um, you know, our primary mission is music, but then like we would take on secondary like security missions. Um, when I was at Fort Lee, we were trained on M9 pistols and I think shotguns. Um, and even did a couple nights of like gate duty and, and okay. you know, you know, go, yeah. and I know uh, bands that were deployed. Um, I'm, I'm thankful we were never deployed. I was in two bands that were considered non-deployable just because of how we were built and what we didn't have available to us. But some bands that were deployed pretty much ran security missions, you know, overseas. And so it's like, it's so heartbreaking to know that people who went in, you know, right. this, this music mission were over there, like, you know, pulling guard duty for, uh, you know, different areas or what have you, so. Well, what was that like, uh, you know, you're there, I guess, and then knowing you're not, you're not gonna be deployed, but I'd imagine just in your head, it's like, I'm here and colleagues just like me are in this situation. What, you know, can you recall that mindset at the time? Yeah, it was definitely, it was frustrating, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, um, cause I, believe what you will, like I was, I was not a fan of, the whole Iraq invasion, which kind of took things to a different level too, because then it really upped the game on everything that the military was doing and how involved we were with everything overseas. Um, so it, it just like, by the time I ended my time in service, my four years, it's like, you know what, this, I'm, I loved it. I would do it all over again if I had to do it the same way. I got a ton out of it, but also, by that point, I knew I wanted to be a music teacher. So there was okay. th it, that played into my decision. There were other things at play, but um, it was just it, it was a very different time. I remember playing. Um, we would play for when troops came back. Um, so you'd you'd go to the tarmac, you'd wait for the plane to land, and you'd play for them coming off the plane, which is which is really a, a you know a great thing to be able to do for those troops coming home. But you know, you were we were given like and about time for when they would get back. Because it was confidential, so mm -hmm. I remember some days, like, some nights, like, being waiting three hours for these troops to come okay. in. You know, so, like, it's nice to support. It was it was just a very interesting, very interesting time. Um, yeah, for sure. But it, it, there was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so so middle school classes is probably not as stressful <laughs> as, as that as that may have well, been. No, I don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, so 12 years uh, here uh, in Hopewell. Um, so I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes in education in this time. You've probably definitely seen a lot in the past several years as we've gone through, uh, you know, a pandemic. You know. 
what are your thoughts on kind of how music ed has, has evolved maybe in that time, but maybe more specifically in this, this couple years of this, the pandemic? You know, is there anything you've observed in this classroom with your students that, that uh, is noteworthy, I guess? Yeah, I, and I, as I think about this, I'm trying to, I don't want to make, paint with too broad of a brush because I can only speak to my experiences. Sure. Um, I know that the pandemic changed my attitude and, and I think other people's attitudes in talking with them um, just towards, you know, what's important. What are the big goals as far as education goes, as far as music education goes? Um, and music is always there. Music is important. Um, but there is also the student that is equally as important, you know. And especially in middle school, um, uh, during the pandemic, I, because we had smaller class sizes, you know, like I had eight kids in a chorus mm, class. Okay. And, and it's like in junior high, eight kids singing together at the same time. <laughs> You're lucky to get, you know, yeah. um, what you do because, you know, just self-conscious. But, uh, you know, I, I took a little bit more time to talk to them, get to know them personally. And not that I didn't do that beforehand, but I just spent a little bit more time during the pandemic checking in with them. How are your other classes going? You know, seeing what I could do to help, what was on their minds, that sort of thing. And that has stuck with me a little bit more now. You know, I, I build in more of that time to connect with my students, to ask them. Um, there are some, you know, like sometimes on a Friday, we will just sit in a circle and we'll have just a, a focused conversation on something to help build camaraderie, to, to talk about, you know, maybe something important going on or whatever, just to have that um, community building, that, you know, that social emotional learning mm -hmm. um, that, that I think is becoming more and more important and more and more apparent um, as we kind of move through this new culture of everything that's happening. And, and I think even just the self-awareness of, as a teacher, what, what do I need? What do I want? Um, like, during the pandemic, all this other stuff went away. And I, you know, and, and, and I missed it. You know, by the end, I was going stir crazy. You know, right. like, I am somebody who likes to keep busy. Um, but, but I also rediscovered things in my life that I enjoyed and that were important. And it's like, let's, let's take another look at, at how I'm balancing all those things, you know? making sure I take time for myself to recharge and, and focus on those things that are important, whether it's you know family or just um, relaxation time or, or finding time to do something, go somewhere on the weekends. Um, and while also making the time for those things professionally that I find important um, and maintaining that balance for my own health. And, and again, talking about that with my kids and, and making sure. sure they find that same balance. So. Yeah, I think you know, it's interesting you talk about, uh, you know, kind of it's the same but it's different i yeah. guess in one way you know i've heard some teachers say that you know I, I may have been the one who always said we have to do this grade five holst piece with the high school band because that's what you do with the high school band and it didn't matter if the kids have never heard the piece and, and don't have a connection to it um but now the thinking has changed to okay we can do that but we're also going to do what do you guys want to do yeah, you know, and and how and how can we engage in a different way? Um, and I think that that comes from that same perspective of, you know, you the 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 word you said there, community building. That I think is what music has always done, but maybe now we're a little more explicit about it. And what you're talking about this circle, like let's just talk, and you're you're that's another way you're building community through a music classroom. 
which yeah. is incredible. Yeah, and, be, and being very intentional about it, you know. Um, again, middle school students, they, they want to. Sometimes they ask me, I was like, oh, can we have a circle today? I'm like, ah, maybe not yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll plan one for this other day. But um, you're absolutely right. You know, with music, during the pandemic, we recorded songs. Um, they were super simple. Um, we found other ways to do things. Um, and I think those are, that's still lingering, you know, finding different ways to do things, incorporating different things into what we do, but also just that realization. It's like, yeah, I want to do great stuff, but I also want to do, uh, I, want, I want my kids to have some choice. I want my kids to feel successful. And, and you know, at the end of the day, the concert is always, important because we get to showcase to our families and our friends and, and community what what we have learned and what but it's also it's the day-to-day -day that I think is the Absolutely. most important thing you know how are we getting to that point uh, is, is the biggest question for me and I you know as I've seen post pandemic a lot of performances for the most part the performances are where they were before the pandemic if not better and I've got to wonder if it just comes from the fact of it doesn't matter what you're playing, it, it, it's you're still teaching the skills in the classroom. Maybe you're just teaching in a little bit different way with just a little bit of a different thing going on in your head of let's try this way, let's engage you in a different way. And I think that's what a lot of teachers have come across. And that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, all right, let's move a little bit out of the teaching world. So you still play, yes, right? I do. You still, yes. and you're, you're in. Um, or how many groups are you in? <laughs> so I um, am, because I, like I said, I can't uh, keep busy enough. Um, <laughs> I am the uh, president uh, and a performer in the West Hills Symphonic Band, uh, based here in Western Pittsburgh. Um, our conductors are Clem Rollin, associate conductor Tom Snyder, who is also mm -hmm. the state uh, MPA rep. Yep. So uh, it's an awesome band. I've been with it for I think. 10 plus years now um, and it's it's absolutely wonderful to keep playing uh, my horn like being a chorus teacher you know I yeah I don't dabble in band <laughs> too much you know in school so it's, it's great uh, I play with the woodwind quintet uh, as part of that okay um, and so it's I absolutely love it during the pandemic we didn't get to play coming back to it, I'm like man you know like I kind of took it for granted there for a while. So yeah, I played with the West Hills uh, Symphonic Band. And and what I love about that group is, I mean, truly one of one of the greatest, you know, wind band groups in the state for sure, but certainly in Western Pennsylvania. You guys do the quality literature, you do the good stuff, but then every once in a while, I mean, not that it's not quality, you throw in some fun, oh, some yeah. good fun, and, and so your concerts are are just a blast. Uh, and it and and you all play at such. See, you can tell we're in middle school, <laughs> a junior high. Uh, you 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 play at such a truly high level. Uh, so that's awesome that you're you're able to still be involved. In it. A lot of music teachers in that group well, too. Yeah, there are. Um, uh, actually, the district one president, uh, Aaron Kranz, yeah. is in that group. Uh, lots of other music teachers from there. Our high school uh, band director, Kit Kuypers, in it. Um, yeah, ton of ton of musicians. Like you said, a great variety of repertoire. I you know. Clem Rollin, the conductor, will uh, say this all the time, but I absolutely believe it's true. We play a good, wide variety of literature and, and uh, probably one of the fewer bands that can really play like jazz, you know, yeah. arrangements because we've got some killer players uh, with those styles. Um, and just, it's just a great, great balance and a great community. And, and that's the one thing I love about it too, is like, I go there because I can have fun. I can make good music, but it's not like I'm there only to make the perfect music. It's like, I talk to everybody, you know, it's it's a shared communal experience of making music and, and having fun doing it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, true, just knowing some of the folks in there. It's not, and it's not all music teachers. I mean, there's no, yeah. 
what accountants, business, but I mean, you you have a whole variety of people, which is so it's truly it is community, mm -hmm. but at just such an incredibly high level. Uh, and I'm sure Clem just keeps you in stitches all the time. Oh yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it would it would be worth it for that alone. I'd say it is a unique experience. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. I mean, check them out on, on the web um, because I mean, if you can make it to one of their concerts, uh, highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, thank you. That's and you guys even do a great summer concert series out in the community. Yeah. So we do four concerts during like the school year, mm -hmm. you know, time frame. We fall, uh, holiday, winter, and spring. And then we we usually try to book uh, about four concerts during the summer. Um, we do local like um, you know festivals kind of thing. Um, we try to do Bach, Beethoven, and Brunch in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. uh, downtown, uh, like every other year. Um, sometimes in the parks we'll do concerts. So yeah. Come check us out. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so, all right, let, let's go back to the music education space. So, um, you know, I hate to say you're a seasoned veteran, but, you know, because you're still, you're, you're still, you're still young, but I mean, uh, you know, 12 years here, yeah. okay, and, and some teaching before that. Um, so now as District 1 president, I'm sure you come across a lot of young music educators, a lot of college students. Um, there's been a lot of talk uh, lately about this teacher shortage, which I don't know has truly hit the music ed space yet, but, um, you know, the numbers are, are slightly down in a lot of programs. We're hearing a lot of freshman classes are way up. Um, but there's sometimes a lot of, you know, oh, don't go into education. That's, that's this narrative out there. Um, which I would suspect you would say, yeah, go into education. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as you, as you maybe come across young music educators out there, future music educators out there, what are your thoughts to them? Advice, thoughts, you know? <laughs> It's an easy question. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> so uh, there's a yeah, there's there's a lot of directions I could go. Um, I think let's see. I think thinking back just on my time, um, I think one of the biggest things for me is no year for me, no class for me has ever been the same. You know, um, and I think you will never reach a destination with your teaching. You know, you're, I'm a big proponent of continual learning, you know, like I, it's just my personality. So I, this couldn't be advice to myself because I already do it, but you know, like, but if I were to give advice to somebody else, I'd, you know, don't ever stop learning. Don't ever stop yeah. challenging yourself. Don't ever stop wondering about things. Um, you know, don't ever limit yourself because you think you can't do something, you know, figure out how to do it. Um, you know, over the past 12 years, like I said, I've, I've been different every single year. I've taught different things. My curriculum has changed. You know, uh, I, I feel like I've kind of got a groove with my choral teaching and the sight singing um, techniques that I use and, and the curriculum that I have there. But even then, I'm tweaking it every year. Um, my general music classes this year, I have picked up modern band. <laughs> I, got, okay. I got guitars through yeah. a grant um, uh, last year. Uh, and I just got another grant this year to pick up a bass guitar and a drum set, so like okay. slowly building that. But I literally got a guitar for my birthday in February this past year, and that's the first time I started playing okay. guitar myself. So it's like, but I, like you know, I had started actually learning ukulele with one of my chorus classes because they wanted to play ukulele for a song they do. And so I'm like, all right, I'll learn with you. And then it's like, all right, I what think a cool I lesson try. for the kids to see oh, you yeah, learning like, with them. Yeah, and I tell you know, I tell my sister, I was like. I'm still learning too, and it's great because they see make me make mistakes. It gives them a little bit of you yeah. know uh, 
comfort to make their own mistakes, which they're always nervous about. Um, but you know, like, and it's been great fun, and it's it's incorporating this new idea, and the kids are loving it. And I've got um, a couple blocks during the day where sixth graders can come down for like a modern band lab, where they can just kind of, we you know we'll we'll focus on guitar, we'll do something you know in that vein, and it, kids keep on coming, and they're not. You know, most of them are not necessarily the chorus or band kids. It's these other kids mm. that are coming down. Um, but yeah, never you know, never stop learning. And I'm a big podcast junkie, so like, I also listen to podcasts, and and I'm a big fan of um, technology, but also like sociology and psychology, and and just listening to that, it helps me. You know, how am I interacting with my colleagues or my students, or you know, learning how other people think. Um, you know, I. Working with the musical, I learned how to do lights for the musical mm -hmm. because you know. But I mean, that's sure. me. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all those things because I have a, uh, uh, you know, uh, that's my personality is to just learn. But I I think that's really good advice for anybody. You know, never never stop learning. Never stop thinking you've made it. Um, always, you know, how can I make this a little better? Or you know. Ooh, what about this? Go to go to professional development. Um, you know, PMEA has been a great source for different things, and I often don't, you know, come back from a seminar taking everything. But I'm like, ooh, you know, that little piece mm -hmm. of it, I'm going to try it. Sure. And if it doesn't work, I'll try something different. But um, yeah, I, I think that would be my number one advice. It's it is a continual journey, and I'm sure in ten years I will be completely different from where I am today. Just you know, because that's how that's how things happen. Well, you know, it's interesting as you, if you think about you know all due respect to the math teachers, three times three is always going to be the same answer, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, in music, a quarter note is always going to be a quarter note, but some of the things you've described is you know look how you've evolved by adding. A modern band component. So that's not only adding something for the students here, that's added so much for you. Um, and this idea of this lifelong learning and this, you know, what can I pick up here, what can I pick up there, you know, it is really crucial to be versatile mm -hmm. because who knows what, you have to be open to that, right? Because would you have thought 10 years ago, I'm gonna be teaching something called modern band? No. 10 years ago, nobody knew <laughs> no. what that was, you know, right? You know, would you thought, okay, I'm gonna be doing guitar? Probably not. No. Uh, ukulele, I'm sure you yeah. would, would definitely know that. <laughs> uh, so who knows what, what that is in 10 years? So, I mean, I just to pick up on your point of, of you know, if you're out there, you know, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I mean, like for, if you're a college student just graduating or you've been teaching for 25 years, you can take something away from continuing to learn something because who knows what's going to engage that kid sitting in that chair yeah. or the one in that chair. Well, and coming back to the pandemic, I mean, a lot of us had to learn some different things about technology that we never learned before. Mm -hmm. right? One of the things I actually started doing um, that year is I learned a little bit more about mixing because I had my kids, you know, submit sure. videos and I did some some of those virtual choirs. Um, I actually even did one for PMEA, a lot of the course teachers in District yeah. 5, we did a, yeah. a virtual choir, which which turned out fantastic. Um, but, you know, sometimes you're forced into that learning environment. I This job, I came out of college thinking, hoping I would be a band director, you know, and it's like, oh, of course. I'm like, okay, I, you know, sang throughout high school, I, you know, I, I've experienced singing, but never trained, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, in college. Um, but I've learned a lot. I've, you know, gone to classes. I've, I, I did like, um, was it the du Duquesne had a summer seminar, mm -hmm. um, the Kaleidoscope, you know, have gone to PMEA, professional developments, and, and just 
keep picking up more, keep picking up more, you know. Um, and so, you know, never, never sell yourself short and, and be adaptable, you know, learn. So let me pick up on, on one other point there. Before we started recording, I said, like, is, is this the gig? Like, is this what you like? And you said, yeah, I love this. This is what I like. And now you just make that comment, boy, when I, you know, graduated, yeah. I wanted to be a high school band director. And I think a lot of people go and uh, in, in not only in music, but in whatever whatever degree they go in, I want to do X, Y, Z. But but particularly in music, they want to go out and teach in an environment that was just like their high school. Mm -hmm. That's generally what it was. If they want to be the choir director, they want to be the band director, whatever it is, the orchestra director. Um, and you're like the perfect example to, to tell college students like, look, you need to take advantage of everything yeah. because you don't know what you're going to end up in and then you may end up absolutely loving it. Right, exactly. I, I, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, there's not much more to say about yeah. that because it's, it's just, it's kind of a case in point um, and just being open to that possibility um, even when you're applying for jobs. The great Tom Snyder, <laughs> he, he told me way back when I was, he said, it's easier to get a job if you have a job, you know, and that's kind of also yeah. a good mentality, you know, find that first job, you know, you never know what is going to happen, whether you're going to end up liking it or not, and if you don't, you know, you can right. keep looking, but at the same time, give yourself that opportunity to, to, you know, maybe discover something that you didn't know you love, and that's it, I love, I love middle school, um, the age group uh, is, they're fun, they're quirky, um, you can still talk to them, but they're still impressionable. You know, you can yeah. you can help guide them a little bit more. Uh, you know, elementary school is a little bit more. Like, yeah. I don't know how I think elementary school teachers deserve more money than we do because <laughs> it's like constant, nonstop. But God bless them. But like you know, in high school, kids are a little more like jaded, or you know, like yeah. they're a little bit more standoffish sometimes. Um, yeah. The kids are a little bit better, but. Uh, I feel like middle school is really where you can can work with those kids and help them through some of the most awkward times in their life. Um, I guess being a little awkward myself, that probably helps. Well, you know, it's, but the other thing that's funny you say, like I think if, if you would go and interview a high school band director or any high school teacher who, you know, they would say, high school's it, this is where I want to be, I could never do middle school or elementary. You go to an elementary school who, who's just killing it in their job and they'd say, I could never do middle school and I could certainly never do high school, which I think speaks to that like you are in the right place, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, you know, because you know that that's your fit. These are the students that fit your mm -hmm. personality and what works best for you. I think that's true. I, you know, I think everybody has kind of their niche that they they fit into, and and if you can find that, that's you know golden. You know, and you know, isn't that kind of like speaks to what music is? Because maybe we all found our niche in music somewhere. You mm -hmm. know, like anyone who who even remotely watches or listens to this podcast at all knows that like I'm big into high school marching band. Yeah. So. Like that's that was my niche in high school, and his and and is something that I've followed along. Like, I had no interest in choir or anything like that. But there are people who that was their thing, and and I think that that just speaks to this breadth of what music can do for people. Oh yeah, it's incredible. So I tell my kids, you know, there's there's something for everybody. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, Chad, thanks for taking some time uh, to chat with us. This this was uh, fascinating. We love to profile. PMEA members, and I'm glad we could find some time to do it between all of the things that you're doing on top of you're the PMEA District 5 president, which, which believe me, if you've never been in this role, that's a lot of work. Yeah. There's a lot to do, especially as we come around to festival season. Oh, so yeah. It's so rewarding. Though. It is, and yeah. I work, work with great people. I think District 5 is uh, some of the best people in the state. 
uh, volunteering their time. Yeah, so. yeah, and we, so we do appreciate uh, the volunteer work you do and the volunteer work that they all do. Well, thank you very much, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us out here today. Thanks really for being here. It. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks to all of you for joining us on this edition of PMEA's Take Note Podcast. And we want to thank our sponsor, the Grove City College Department of Music. We'll see you next time.